0: He Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by Westcott, in association with JP Distribution.
1: Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots He Draws. This is our little midweek episode, our out of hours. I think it's episode 23, Glen, How are you doing?
0: I'm very well, mate, very well. Like I was saying to you earlier really well on before we actually started recording, I am cooking. I um, did a webinar with Ben Q this evening in this room, and I think it's probably the hottest day of the year. I've got no cooler in here yet until tomorrow, so I am absolutely roasting. But I'm not going to moan about it, because you know what the Brits are like when it comes to the weather. I'm not. I'm and enjoying no, it. No, let's enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, what was the
1: uh, what was the webinar about? And is it available for people to watch?
0: It's uh, the the webinar was basically um, some of the content that I did at the Photoshop World Conference next when we we're over in uh, Florida, and it's the, the the Photoshop Power Hour class that I did, um, right. and one of the techniques I really wanted to show because I've not done a video on this on my YouTube channel is how you know, like a, a Premiere Pro CC it recently got an update called color match and the idea behind it is that if you do some filming with a number of different cameras obviously you're going to have your main camera for the main footage and then you can have a few other cameras for the b-roll so what they updated premiere pro to do was that when you've got all this different footage within premiere you can literally just click a button and it will do a really good job at making all the footage look similar So that you and it makes a much better, pleasant kind of viewing experience. So you don't go, Oh, that's definitely a GoPro, or that's definitely filmed on a phone, or that's filmed on a camera. It looks really similar. So when I saw that technique, sorry, when I saw that um, update come out a few weeks ago, well, it literally was before Photoshop World, my kind of brain kind of went, I wonder what would happen if I used that on still images as opposed to moving images. And sure enough, mate, you can put. A reference bit of um, footage like I saw a film called um, Fury, I watched the trailer, Fury, Brad Pitt I took a screen grab of it put the screen grab into Premiere, put my original picture into Premiere and with one click it made the colouring of Fury the film, the same colouring happened in my picture of that I'd done, right. I mean, it was just insane and then you can export that and then you can actually use that in Photoshop, so that's a technique I showed how to do that, because it's ex- i mean really it's exciting the hell out of me the possibilities that's allowing us to do now so roll on the future with the developments of uh, photoshop and all the coloring stuff i know that they're working on it's gonna be really really cool and that's some um, that's the thing you've
1: added as a chapter in the photoshop toolbox that's coming out in yeah, october yeah
0: Exactly, mate. Yeah, because we had Scott and Ted from and Mercedes from uh, Rocky Nook. They sat in the back of their classes when I was teaching at Photoshop World, and they saw me present that technique. And I had literally never shown it before because I only came up with it literally a day before we went out there. And straight away, Ted from Rocky Nook has come over and gone, I know you've finished writing the book, but you've got to get that into the book. So when I came home, (laughs) literally it was the day after I'd got over the um, jet lag, sat down, put it all together, and put that into the new book – uh photoshop yeah. toolbox which is coming out i believe they said the uh october coming out in october
1: oh cool yeah i've just done some more graphics for it today for the chapters so uh oh, no, I'm i saw your emails and to seeing and it well. like that. <laughs> so speaking of content yes because this week i noticed i know we spoke about this last week briefly we talked about the new instagram tv but today i saw you posted your first
0: proper like kind of mini advert on it. how are you finding it uh, in I th- I well overall I think it's a great idea I definitely see possibilities. However, mate, I had an absolute nightmare uploading a video. So I because cre- what I didn't want to do was just do what you normally would: hold the phone, record a video, and post it up. Because I kind of do that stuff on Instagram Stories. So yeah. I saw the Instagram TV as being a completely different platform, and by the very name of it, Instagram TV, treating it like a mini YouTubey type of thing. All right, so yeah. recorded some video using my camera, uh, used a graphic intro and all that kind of stuff. But and the file size wasn't that big, but my god, every single time I went to upload it, I kept getting um, Instagram was freezing. I had to retry, so it took forever, and I kind of, I kind of. I relented and thought maybe it's because it's new, there's teething problems. And I kind of get that. Yeah. So uh, eventually I tried it this morning and it uploaded, eventually did upload. So I don't know if that's going to be something – I don't know if that's something that is a specific problem that they're aware of or what, or maybe it's just isolated to me. But uh, that initially was a bit of a pain. But the overall concept, I think, is – I think it's definitely something that we need to look at because I think it's I, I'm all I'm all you know interested in new ways of you know uh, promoting and getting out and connecting with folks. I think this has got some good potential, uh, but we'll see. I guess it's early days.
1: Yeah, because I've noticed a couple of people because um, obviously I see it appear and I think it appeared the day before the big VidCon uh, conference out in the Anaheim uh, Center in America where they did a big launch. And I've noticed already people are using it like Instagram Stories, where they're like walking down yeah. the street, going, uh, "Yeah, I'm just trying this out and see what it does." And it's, yeah, no, you've already done that on Instagram Stories. Instagram TV should be like your your premium content, absolutely, not you out walking in a field,
0: yeah. with the sky above I, I, your head. I totally, going, totally agree with you. I mean, for those who don't know, Instagram TV, if if you use Instagram, it doesn't come with a Oh, oh, there's an update. So you don't download it. It's this kind of icon just suddenly appears in the top right-hand corner of your Instagram um, You know, your view- when you're looking at it on your phone. So you can create videos that are a minimum of 15 seconds. And obviously, 15 yeah. seconds is the maximum length of a video for a story. So it's, yeah. it's 15 seconds to a maximum of 10 minutes. So there's a lot okay. you can cover in 10 minutes. Now, that's for the everyday kind of user. Anybody who's got a really massive, massive following on uh, Instagram... Um, they can have up to 60 minutes of uh, so of video. Oh, so wow. the potential here is really, really cool. But I totally agree with you. I have seen already there's there's lots of people posted on Instagram TV, but it just seems to be more of what you're seeing elsewhere. And I think that's what we've got to be careful of when we have all these other additions, not to just have loads of different networks that we use where everything is just repeated. I, I yeah, don't think yeah. – I, I really don't see that that's the point of this. I think this should be treated as, like you said, a premium channel yep. for, for doing stuff. So, yeah, I posted my, my thing out. Once it was up, really happy with it. But we'll just see. We'll, we'll just see. But one of the videos I saw today, mate, it's like people are kind of thinking, what can I post? And it was, a, it was like a two-minute video of this woman. She was wearing like um, a one-piece swimsuit, and she's just put her camera, and she's just dancing. That's it. She's not to say a word. She's just dancing and looking back at the camera for two minutes solid, and that's it. And it's not. She's not like a professional dancer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she's just kind of. And it's just like you. Do, people just seem to be. Oh, there's a new thing here. I better post on it without much consideration yeah. going into it. So we'll see.
1: So two questions for you then. So presumably it's not live.
0: No, it's this stuff isn't live. Pre-recorded content. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all pre-recorded stuff, and you can compile You can actually. You know, edit it on your computer and upload it, and then put it onto Instagram TV. So you can all you can really prepare stuff like like, like you would with YouTube. You can you can create video content with intros, yeah. main content, outros, all that kind of stuff. So long as it's between fifteen minutes, uh, sorry, fifteen seconds and ten minutes, it's vertical. You know, yeah. they're actually catering for vertical video here, and and away you go. And also, it's not more than I believe six hundred and fifty megabytes, which is a huge file size so yeah, the quality can still be really really good okay so uh, one more question
1: about this thing because i'm quite intrigued by it because we are we are going to be using it is so when you're filming the content that you're going to upload presumably you've got to use a device that films vertically as opposed to <laughs> the traditional horizontal mate,
0: mate i am so basic i literally just because my um the camera i'm using for doing my videos because it focuses really well on for doing, like, you know, to-camera stuff. I've literally got a ball head, and all I do is release the ball head so that the camera goes down to the side. So I am actually filming in vertical. (laughs) So Right, okay. um, So, yeah, it's actually, you know, all those things that you hate when you see videos online when people are holding the cameras vertical. I'm now doing that officially. I did see a few people
1: what was really good, and I think you did it on yours, is uh, I've just got the iPhone 8 Plus, Mm -hmm. and I realised you can actually record what you're doing on your phone as video so if and you're that- like say oh come and visit my instagram uh, profile and you and you're scrolling up through it your phone will actually record your what you're doing on the screen a bit like
0: screen flow oh no now and then you- i i didn't know that because i know that you mentioned in my video there's some scrolling going through when i'm talking about annie Leibowitz and uh, yeah Leibovitz rather and and that was actually a screen recorded from my computer that i then Created in Premiere and made this vertical video, exported it, and then put it into Google Drive and then just showed that on my Instagram TV. So, um, I mean, mate, there's there's so many social media platforms. It's getting to the stage where it's like, oh, I can't be doing with all these. But I don't know if you've noticed, I now don't post on Facebook. I don't really post on Twitter. My main focus at the moment, because I'm definitely getting much more um, connections and interactions, is Instagram. Now, I've, I have got that IFTTT, the if this, then that uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, I've got that So that, that it well. kind of, if I post to one place, it then automatically shares it. But my main focus is Instagram. And I've got to say, at the moment, for me, Instagram with the stories, the regular posts and the Instagram TV, although that's early days, it feels to me how social media should be. Instagram is a happy place to hang out. It's a nice experience, I'm finding, rather than getting all this kind of just you know, unnecessary comments and i we have talked about in previous episodes you don't seem to get yeah. that on in instagram so I'm, I'm really quite liking it
1: yeah and i'm enjoying the stories as well and one tip that i heard was some feedback from uh uh one of the shows where somebody was saying about you know when people come on video and they go hi guys how you doing mm-hmm. and and that's a big no-no it's a you're not talking to an audience you're talking so if i'm listening to something i'm listening by myself to the person so you're talking to me so it should be hi, how are you doing? Um, but don't ask the question "How are you doing?" because yeah. I can't answer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of got to get out of that. Uh, it's you know when you listen to a lot of interviews. I mean, I hear so many people say like every other word, mm. and it becomes a really bad habit. And and I tell you what, I've said this before, and this will tur- this will make me turn a video off, <laughs> no matter how no matter how good the content is, and it will happen on Instagram. It's when people do that constant, like they're talking to camera and they're maybe saying one sentence, but the video cuts, just does those little cuts. Oh, I know what you mean. Where it's just kind of a tiny edit, like a little jump cut. And, And I always think, could you really not, string a sentence together to camera and be engaging enough without having to do this like little jump cut and I will turn it off
0: Yeah, because it's so off-putting. I mean I know know what you mean I've seen that I've seen that technique where somebody will be talking and it'll jump to something else and when it's done correctly at the appropriate time it works it really does work and I mean Peter McKinnon perfect example of somebody who does that but he does it well and it really, really works. But like you said, it could be like me and you just talking now and for some reason when I edit it, I would just kind of put a cut in so that all of a sudden yeah. our heads would move and it, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. unnecessary. I guess it's because people see see what is a good technique, but they don't quite get when to use Why it. Why they're doing it, yeah. yeah. It's like It goes back to when, I remember you did, um, there was a recent video that you, uh, well, sorry, the Unmesh Dinder, Uh, A friend of ours, the Photoshop guy that we met at, uh, finally met actually at Photoshop World, he interviewed you and I I listened to, although I was in the room when you've been interviewed, I listened to it again, but there was one thing you mentioned there to do with fonts and you said, I think it was on the lines of, because there's all these fonts available doesn't mean say you've got to use them all. Do you know what I mean? And that's the same with this kind of stuff here. When we're editing our editing our video footage, yes, there are techniques that, you know, the the swipes and all that kind of stuff. And the bit where, you know, where people are filming themselves and they put their hand up to the camera so it goes black, and then next thing you know, the hand comes away and they're in someone else. They've kind of cut it away. Yeah. You don't need to do that with every video. But when it's done well, it works really, really well. Yeah.
1: So speaking of tips, one of the things today that we said we were going to talk about is we've been chatting recently about uh clients that we deal with or uh different techniques that we want to help our business get up and running and i know from a marketing side i've got a i have got I actually sat, sat down and sat wrote a list of a few things and these aren't complaints these are just tips that you and i have found as we've built our own respective businesses that we just wanted to share yeah. so if you, if you know any of these we don't mean to t- teach you how to suck eggs but these are just questions that i come across so often that i just thought just saying them out loud just might help a couple yeah, of people definitely, so definitely. i don't know if you want me to get the ball rolling or anything it. yeah so the first one is the most important one which when you when you suddenly decide i'm going to quit my job i've got a camera I'll, i want to start a photography business or a cupcake business or whatever it's going to be the thing i used to find quite a lot was people would sort of contact me because they knew that that's my speciality Um, And they'd ask questions like, uh, yeah, can you get me uh, my website name? I want uh, cupcakes.com. And what used to frustrate me was the fact that, come on, do you really think cupcakes.com has not been taken? Or photography.com has not been taken? So what what I'm saying here with these tips is if you're coming into this completely fresh and brand new and you've decided that you want to start a business these are just some little things to just take your foot off the accelerator, put the handbrake on and just think about the things you need to, be- to add to what you need for your business. So the first thing is, You can check online. There are some websites where you can check online whether your web address is available. So I use Heart Internet, but there's 123 Reg, there's GoDaddy. And what you can do is you can type the name that you want and it will come back and tell you what's available. So back in the old days, it used to be .co.uk and .com. Now you've got .tv, .info, .photography. So Whilst you're, you know, why glyndewis.com is a very specialised, and there's not many people called that, you were quite lucky, you've got everything. But if you're John Smith Photography, mm. you're going to have to be creative. So what you can do is maybe go johnsmith.photography. So go on someone like GoDaddy or 123Reg, type in the name that you think you want, and see if it's available. And that's part one of that tip, because part two of it is, okay, you've got your domain name now, but then you want all your social media and what you don't really want to do with your social media is have a different name on every single yeah, platform yeah. because you have no continuity so again you know you've got com and all your social media is glenjewis i've got it's Dave and all my social media is it's Dave Clayton. Uh, and we've done the same with he shoots he draws so if you have got quite a common name don't just think about the domain name have a think about what you're going to need on social media now i googled earlier because there used to be a website called 360 check and it's gone but there's um it's called namechecker.com and it's n-a-m-e-c-h-e-c-k-r.com and what you can do is it opens up and it gives you all the social media channels and you can type in your name and it will tell you whether that name is available on any of those channels and it have a little tick or a little cross If there's a cross, it means you can't have that name. You could start adding hyphens and things in and and start changing it around. But you've got to remember, if you're going to start telling people these names, they've got to be easy to to explain. So it might be that you maybe have John Smith Photography or Jane Smith Cupcakes or even John Smith Cupcakes. But think about maybe on your social media, you need a completely different name, but they're the same on all channels. So it might be like JS Cupcakes or JS Photography but try and get something that's that's regular through social media. And that's like just one of the first things you need to check before you even buy anything. The follow on tip from that, because I won't go too deep into this, because I want to throw one back to you, is a lot of people don't realize that you have to buy your domain name. You have to buy it from somewhere. It doesn't just come out of thin air. So quite often people will go on like 123 Reg or one of the domain sites. They'll buy their they'll buy their name and they'll pay you know maybe 8 10 15 pounds for it but then don't know what to do with it it's like they own it but they don't know what what they've just bought so what you've bought is your url now if you have a website that has to live somewhere for it to live somewhere it means you have to have some kind of hosting so that can be uh, you can go and get a website on Wix you could go Squarespace Uh, You can go wordpress.com where you can build a website online and there's also other places where you're going to need someone a bit more specialist where you're going to host your own website and maybe put in a WordPress theme or something like that. So know these things before you start because these things cost money and one of the biggest things I find when people kind of go into business is they never have a budget for this stuff. They never have a budget for hosting it. They they think it all kind of lives in the cloud for free, and it doesn't. So that's kind of my first tip,
0: which will lead on to some other <laughs> stuff. But I'm go- I'm go- I'm going to throw it over to you. You packaged about three tips into one there, didn't you? Blindly, yeah. <laughs> you sneaky devil. Listen, I'm, I've only I've only made a note of a, of a couple of things really because I'm a, I'm I'm wary that this is a, just a, a midweek kind of episode. But the things that I was thinking of to mention really, and these may be relevant for some, they may may not be, but you mentioned about um, when you're uh, creating content, making that it's for that particular person. That that completely rings true with me because what I found uh, when I started doing my email group, um, what I didn't like to do was to have loads of branding all over it so i my decision was to remove all branding from my emails that go out to my email group and and I do write it like I have um I mean when I was a kid, we used to have pen pals because I used to love learning languages, French, German, or whatever you. so we yeah. would at school we would fill in these forms and have pen pals, and I did have pen pals in France and Germany so i I write my emails with that same kind of mindset that I'm writing to that one particular person. And it is amazing how many emails I do get back from people saying, I don't know if you wrote this just to me, but I thought I'd reply anyway. And that to me yeah. is like a yes kind of moment because that's exactly what I want. And although I am writing it to a group, and it's, it's a great group that's grown really, really well, am I writing to one person? Yes, I am actually. That's my mindset. When I'm writing it, I am writing to one person. So when I hear people say, or when I read people saying, I don't know if you're writing to me or what, that is just like such a good feeling because that's exactly what I want because it's really important to me that that's how it feels. We We all sign up to these newsletters and we get bombarded, or at least we did do until that GDPR... Kind of stuff. Thank God that's yeah. finished. But you know that kind of all came through. I still get a few that sneak through that I don't remember signing up to. I must admit. Um, but we all get those emails come through when clearly all they're doing is selling to you. You know, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I hate those emails that say we've missed you. No, you haven't. Oh. Do you know what I mean? You haven't missed me at all. But I just – I I hate that kind of stuff. So I've really made a conscious effort. I want to – you know, I'm in this for the long term. I want to connect with people. So that was – if you do do a newsletter, it might be worth just considering if you want to see how it, how it grows, how it responds, and the interaction you get by removing any kind of branding. So it just looks like a normal email. So that was, that was yeah. one thing. Um, just quickly, because you mentioned about getting URLs, buying domain names and all that kind of stuff – and um, my thoughts on that is to keep it as simple as possible. I remember when I first started, Dave, I wasted so much time and energy trying to think of a really cool name for my company. Mm. I spent ages doing it and none of them worked. And they just didn't work. But, but as time's gone on, I started to realise I don't want to have this kind of weird and wacky and creative name. I want it to just be me because what I didn't want... I mean, I can kind of relate this to my pictures. I, I always talk about when I was doing my pictures that I wanted to get to the stage when I had a recognisable style so that yeah. I could create a picture that you, as an example, hadn't seen. I could put it on a table, loads of other random people's pictures on the table as well, and you'd be able to pick mine out. You'd know that was mine. So yeah. now if I equate that to the name of my company, which is just Glyn Dewis. The reason I went with Glyn Dewis was because I didn't want there ever to be the time when someone says, oh, you should speak to that bloke from pixelperfectwonderfulpictures.com because the question they're going to ask then is, who's that? And I didn't want that. I never wanted somebody to say, who is that? Do you know what I yes. mean? So that's yeah. why I just went with glindewis.com. Appreciate glindewis or Glyndawis, rather. Let's get the Welsh way. Uh, yeah. As soon as I'm moving to Wales, um, that's how I pronounce it. Uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a. <laughs> uh, that's how you pronounce it. Um, the the uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah. So uh, my name is a little bit kind of different. If you're John Smith, then like I said, J Smith Photography, J S Photography, J. It's John Smith Photography or whatever. But yeah. that's my only kind of suggestion, I guess. Keep, yeah,
1: because the, the graphic designers joke for business names is always, hey, guys, let's open up our own studio. Okay, let's think of a name. Well, uh, okay, give me a colour. Green. Okay, think of something that's not green. An elephant. There you go. The green elephant studio. <laughs> so you you always pick a colour like orange gecko
0: or blue rhino. Yeah.
1: If you look, now you, now I've said it, you look ah, how many design you. have just made me
0: think of a company because we have in the UK, I don't I don't know if they're worldwide, but in the UK an estate agents, online estate agents where you pay a one off fee to advertise your house. Purplebricks.com there you go oh, there's so right, so many companies it's it's i
1: think it's a really late lazy way of doing it it's pick a color and pick a thing that isn't that color and put it together and it makes it kind of edgy or wacky but it's not it's so overdone i find it quite apologies to any of my friends out there because <laughs> i do know people who do have companies <laughs> where they are a color and a thing yeah. um I would say get away from it. Give, you, give, your, give your own name to it. Pink put your name to what you do.
0: Pinkfiddle.com. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So uh, yeah. So
1: talking about emails, um, which going back to the the tip that I said, when you get your domain name is find somebody who can help manage this for you and get your domain name as your email address. Mm-hmm. So like you've got Glyn at GlynDewis.com. Um, don't have glynd 147 at gmail.com <laughs> mm. as your business No, that's email. right. You've, you've paid for a domain name. You own it. You can have an email address. You can have multiple email addresses like Dave at, info at, sales at, hello at. And then you can put them in different places and then you, then you kind of measure where information's coming in from. So that's another really handy little tip because I see so many vans driving around where it's got like JP Plumbing Services and then their email addresses jpplum748
0: at outlook.com <laughs> and it's you own the domain name why have you not got an email yeah. address what, what so, people um, need is basically what you're saying is people need a, people need a Dave Clayton and they also need an Eric Bernskold who is the guy that yes. I go to for everything relating to web So, Eric, if anybody doesn't know Eric, Eric is a guy based out in Sweden. We've known Eric since he was maybe 15, 16, something like that. Yeah. Incredible, incredible talent, this guy. I mean, he's only what – don't quote me, but I think he's Eric now 22, something like yeah, that. And he lectures like, on business and finance. I mean, this guy is a serious talent, and I am incredibly lucky to have him as a friend and somebody that sorts yeah. out of my stuff because he's responsible for my website, um, all, all kinds of stuff. Absolute legend. So yeah. you, I, think, I think actually, yeah, on that point – Uh, my little extra little tip there would be just don't do everything yourself. I know that people need to budget and it's not a case of, oh, I can just throw money out all over the place to get people to do some stuff for me. But there are services, and I hope I don't offend anybody by saying this, that there are services like Fiverr where you can get stuff done if money is a serious issue, you can get stuff yeah. done at a very affordable price until it gets to the... Yeah. so. And there's some very talented people out there on, on places like Fiverr, so...
1: Yeah. And when you go into business, you are going in, this was kind of my last thing I was going to say, which you've led on with Eric, is if you do go into business, um, don't go into it with no money because that's the worst thing you can start with because you do need a budget and please, 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 Budget for a Dave or an Eric or a, a a good marketing graphic designer. Put some money aside. Spend some money on your brand because if you do spend money on your brand, it means something more to you. Please don't uh, expect other people to do stuff for free because they not everyone can work for free people might help you and may offer to help you but if you're going into business you're going to put money aside for equipment you're going to put money
0: aside for for other things you need just put a little bit of money aside because you're going to pay for those business cards the, 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 you're going to need there's to- also the back scratching I'm. i'm very much a case of i'm very much a big believer in helping each other out so if you do find a friend who who can do a certain thing that you need and money is tight for you. Is there something that you can trade off? Yeah. you know what I mean? So as a photographer, does this person need new headshots or whatever for their social media, for their business? If they do, then great. Well, how about if I do those for you, you could do this for me? So I think that's yeah. – o- obviously, you know about doing that because that's what we do. Yeah. you know, So that's the kind of relationship that we started off with, wasn't it? Helping each other out with yeah. stuff like that. So. I mean, that's
1: where mates rate – you know, the old mates rates thing is I always say mate rates is good if you if it's reciprocal. Yes. yeah, yeah But yeah. if somebody just comes along and says, oh, I need you to create me like £500 worth of work for free because I haven't got any money, um, but do it mates rate, mm. it's kind of, well – yeah it needs to be reciprocal so always just think about relationships that you build because like we said when Eric was young and you know and even when you and I first met we kind of worked together and we re- rebranded you and we've done stuff we've gone along and, and I get a lot of this with other people it's just helping them get on those little steps and understanding that know these things when you start because it's so much easier to push through mm-hmm. when you're trying to find out what you need and what your business yeah, needs cool.
0: All right. So uh, a few things there. Obviously, it's just a a midweek kind of episode. There's a few things we both had on our minds that we wanted to get out. So we thought, what better place than on a midweek episode of He Shoots, He Draws. But I guess from all of this, there's the the stuff that you've mentioned there to consider, which I think is really valid for folks who are either starting out in business, wanting to start, or maybe they're still in business uh, and want to kind of revamp things. But I think also the Instagram TV, I'd love people to check it out. Check out what I'm doing on Instagram TV, not because I'm saying, please follow me, but just um, just to give you an idea, does it work? Do you think it's something that's uh, that's, that's going to be useful? But um, yeah. before, before we wrap video up, content. Dave, Yeah, go on, say you're saying video content what? Oh I was going to say video content
1: is quite key now there's a lot of people using it and if you use it right it can be really effective because you know we do get bombarded with emails and with websites and everything so most people spend their time on social media and that's where they're going to see a lot of their content so you know video is good not everyone's great on video and I speak from experience but if you're confident and you can create content have a go and try it out and just kind of Get, get some feedback for it. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Um, I guess all I'm going to finish off saying is that obviously Friday this week will be interview day, and we've got a cracking one, perfectly timed with it being the World Cup. Not that I like football. Yep. But it's a, it's a perfect one, and I've listened to this one twice already because obviously I edited it, um, and it's you and Richard, or Dickie Pelham as we know him, the chief sports photographer at The Sun. So I want to kind of give people yeah. a heads up to listen to that because – it is, and I'm not saying this because you you did it, but it is a brilliant interview. If you're a photographer and maybe you like sports or you're interested in doing some kind of sports stuff, definitely check this out because Dickie goes into all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff about the kit, how it's changed, what he's using, how important it is to build relationships with people, yep. not just who you're working with, but the, the people who you're photographing. There's so much covered in this, so... Uh, Definitely check that out this coming Friday.
1: Yeah, and it was quite similar to Alan Hess's interview because I did mention Alan in it, saying, like, even from a concert photography, is a similar kind of yeah. thing. If it's been in it a few years, you know, some of the tricks, you know, some of the things to consider. And Dickie was great, and we could have gone on for another hour, but yeah. I, obviously, he was two hours ahead, bless him, and it was nighttime, and bizarrely, still light there because he's near Finn. He was at the top near Finn. Yes, that's right. But yeah, yeah, if you get a chance, listen to that Friday. Please share it as well on social media. It's one thing we do appreciate is if you can, like, follow our social media and share some of the context because we, we appreciate that you like it but retweeting it and sharing it really means a lot to us yep. because that's how we're going to get out and be able to create more content for you i'm going to finish on a completely unrelated thing and it's, this is something we both got this week and it's a book recommendation mm-hmm. from our friend uh, rick salmon yes. Yes. and it's called the route 66 photo road trip and rick went out and he actually did the trip and he recorded it and he photographed it and we've got plans to do something similar in a couple of years. Yes,
0: we're going to do we're going to do a, a he shoots he draws on tour. We're going to do we are going to do Route 66 in 2020 and that's all that's all kind of been motivated by looking at Rick's book because it's not just a photography book. Rick and Susan that they've covered everything to do with um, things to consider when you're traveling. It is a really really good book. I think he's nailed it on this one, mate.
1: Yeah. No, it's a cracker. I mean, I'm a big fan of America and Americana, so that's
0: the book recommendation for this week. I think that's it from me. Yeah, okay, cool. And all all I'll finish is to say thanks very much. Check out the Instagram TV and upcoming episodes... Uh, already booked in we've got a friend of ours called terry donnelly based up in liverpool super super guy great photographer there's a few things i want to speak to terry about but we've also got unmesh dinder we've managed to speak to him i'm speaking to him on sunday joel grimes has replied to my email tonight so i'm speaking to our good mate joel very soon so there's a lot of content coming out mark heaps uh so there's there's plenty stuff coming up so uh, folks thanks so much for checking out thanks for joining us on this midweek episode Thoroughly appreciate support, and if you haven't already, go and give us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but that's all from me, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. Yep, all from me. Goodbye, everyone. So you do the intro because you're good at that. Yep. Okay. Check record yeah. i yep, yep, recording. Yep. Do one, two, three. Like, recording. I'm ready, ready, ready. Right, one, two, three. Oh, shit, sorry. Sorry, do it again. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go. Are <laughs> you ready? One, one, two, three.